0: midday showing of the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show. Seth Kamen's there over in New Jersey. Sean Palmer here in Manhattan. Uh, A epic national championship game. And as Seth did point out, I did sleep right through it. No. Actually, (laughs) I slept through it. Then I got up at 3.30 and watched the entire game because I had DVR'd it. So. Does that really count as sleeping through it? Because I didn't know the score, and I didn't know how everything was. So does that count as sleeping through it?
2: You were able to avoid ESPN and Twitter and Facebook? I was sleeping. How was I supposed to not avoid it? Right, but but when you you woke up?
0: When I woke up, I had absolutely no idea what happened. None. Now, to be fair, I did play the game like on speed dial like at double time of course which I think is only okay because if why do you care at that point like why am I going to watch a three-yard run in 75 seconds when I can do it in 24 but I did watch the entire game I was quite surprised by Nick Saban uh pulling out a a it seemed like it was something out of a movie that hey I'm gonna dump the 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 all-American—he's not an all-American, but but you know what I'm getting at—the quarterback that brought us here, the starting quarterback. Or, yeah. What's that?
2: Yeah, the starting quarterback.
0: Yeah, the starting quarterback—the guy that got us here, the guy that is an all-SEC player, I think, for two years running as a sophomore—and I'm going to go for the guy that has never thrown a meaningful pass in an NCAA game. He had he had played in eight games, but in dumpster dive rolls and blowouts. And here he is and he throws the greatest pass of his life, obviously, and uh, a game winning play in, in the NCAA championship game. And once again, roll tide.
2: Yeah. A frustrating game. Um, I was unequivocally. I thought Alabama would win. I was unequivocally rooting for Georgia. Cause I mean, how do you really root for Alabama at this point? Um, and George Georgia Al outplayed Alabama in the game. Uh, I didn't like what Kirby Smart did in the second half, where they really went away from their strength, which is still their running game. I thought their defense was brilliant. I thought the, the second touchdown was a fluke, um, the, fourth, the fourth down pass. But all credit to Alabama. Um, you know, you, it's, what can you say? It's five championships in nine years. It's six in his career. I think this makes him the uh, – what's left for him? Because the running part is this. This guy's, This is the best arm that I think I've seen on an Alabama quarterback since Saban came in. The the the, the running backs are going to be back. The wide receivers, other than Calvin Ridley, are going to be back. Man, this team is just so stacked. And so there's okay, no reason so, to see in with either. No reason to see that these teams won't be right in this, in the running for this
0: next year. So he's the equivalent of John Wooden at this point. Yes.
2: Yeah, I, I, I think I think that puts you right in the ballpark of a Gino Orriemma, a John Wooden, a Belichick, whatever you want to use. Um, you know, this is five championships in nine years, six championships in fifteen. Um, the question is, does he is he ever going to make the run? Is he ever going to make the run of the pros? I doubt it at this point. But um, well, and that's why
0: that's why that's why I was looking at John Wooden. I was like. You look at guys that, that – and Oriyama is, I think, a different story in the fact that there really isn't a women's basketball league of comp, comparable to the NBA, right? So you, there's no – I think you might actually say that college basketball is more popular than actually the WNBA, in most circles anyway. So you have Wooden, who never went to the pros, and you have Jim Beheim who never went to the pros, and you have Mike Krzyzewski, who never went to the pros. But sabin has got a better record than everybody but Wooden. So that's why I was comparing him to Wooden. I, I think he is basically the equivalent of John Wooden right now. He is as good as they get. And if he wants to go to the pros, I don't think anybody would, would say, okay, he can't succeed. But... I'm not sure he wants to go. And, and no, obviously nobody knows if he wants to go or not, except for him and probably his wife. But the fact is, he's treated like a god in Tuscaloosa. And nobody... Oh, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you question at all when he changed quarterbacks? No. Okay. Would you question... For two reasons. Well, hold on. If that was Kirby Smart, would you have questioned?
2: No. Really? Okay. Um, but I think it's a little. But here's the reason. Number one, I know who, I know George back of quarterback. Okay. Jacob Eason, who was a number one overall. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Year, I think two years ago. So I do remember. I don't that. have as much. You now, the reason I don't question Alabama's doing this is because Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball. He never has been. He's never been able to throw the ball. And when you have 27 yards passing in the first half, and they don't, they're don't, they pretty much putting eight or nine in the box and not respecting it, they had to do something to jumpstart the offense. Now, whether whether the, the thought was that he was going to quarterback the whole time or they were going to switch back and forth, I don't know. But uh, Tua, and I'm not going to even try and pronounce the last name, you know, he as soon as, he really brought an energy and a spark to that offense, which was severely lacking in the first half. So, you know, Saban just has a way. You know, there's no other. They shouldn't have won the game, but they did. And you know, there's it's Paul Feinbaum is in his heaven right now. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah, I think part of the reason I never questioned it is because it was I was getting to the fact that it was Nick Saban. And the fact that yeah. I, I I don't think much the same way as it's Bill Belichick anymore. Right? Bill Belichick punts on the twenty five yard line. Okay? I was like, it's not a call I would make. It's not a call I would I would endorse my coach making, but you know what? It always works when it comes to him, so Am I really going to question the even if he loses? Ninety-nine percent of the time, Belichick and 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 Saban and Wooden and Shushetsky are right. So that one percent that they're not, I can live with. And I'm never I'm never going to question what he does. And I didn't question. You know what? I didn't know this quarterback, and I still can't pronounce his last name. I didn't know him and who he was in the game when when he came in. I had no idea. I had heard a lot about the Georgia quarterback. I had read up on him um, in the last week, so I, I, I get the Kirby Smart reference. But the fact is, he could have put you back there, and I wouldn't have questioned him, other than his sanity. But other than that, I wouldn't have questioned the fact that you could produce because he's he puts players in a place where they can produce. Belichick does the same thing. Yeah, no, not much of a question. Um, okay, so next next year we have uh, – I've seen a not early enough or not too early top 25 and Alabama is number one. I don't know enough, but I've said it before, until somebody knocks him off the hill, Saban's number one. You know a lot more about this situation than I do. At 3.08 on January 9, 2018, with eight months at least until – the next college football season, is there any reason to think that Nick Saban won't be on top at the end of next
2: year? No. This is not a team that's losing an enormous amount. Um, you know, they're going to lose probably Calvin Ridley. They'll lose a couple. They'll lose a couple of the lineback. A couple. Of- they'll lose Minka Fitzgerald, most likely. They'll lose Calvin Ridley. They'll lose a couple other of the cornerbacks. But you're the quarterbacks are coming back. Uh, Damian Harris is probably fifty-fifty, but you have Najee Harris. Um, you have obviously always a top three to four recruiting class coming in. You're you're going nowhere. <laughs> They're going absolutely nowhere.
1: Except now, have for the top. Teams that are- <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah, you know, Wisconsin should be very good next year, although so they play a more much more difficult schedule. They lose nobody, including. The whole offensive line is back. And Jonathan Taylor set the freshman record with 1,900 yards rushing. Um, Washington should be good. You know, Ohio State is still Ohio State. Clemson is still Clemson. But right now, it's Alabama above and beyond. Okay, and
0: and I'd like to point out, ladies and gentlemen, that last week we spent a lot more time on the NFL than we thought we were. Um, I'll I'll take the blame on that, and. For those that are not NFL fans, well, you only have about 25 more days until we stop talking about <laughs> the NFL, and then we start talking about the NFL draft. But uh, the NFL is 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 pretty much in the forefront for, for several reasons, and, and we'll go into them in depth in a couple of minutes. But first and foremost, there's nothing else going on right now, and I get the fact that there's college basketball, and I get the fact that there's college football, and I get the fact that there is – major league baseball all season and there's the NBA but this is the, the last two weeks before the before the college football playoffs is the deadest time of regular season sports at any point in the year to me it's the new year it's Christmas it's the middle of, of hockey it's the middle of basketball college basketball the start of right before the uh, the crux of the the conference schedule. College football has that little middle two-week, three-week period where nothing's going on. The Heisman Trophy has been awarded, and it's dead time, as far as I'm concerned. And baseball's off-season has been awful. I mean, awful. And I'm not sure what to attribute that to. There are many theories, including the the collective bargaining tax, and nobody really wants me to go into that today. But the fact is, we apologize if you're not an NFL fan, but just keep with us for three more weeks, and then we'll get done with the NFL, and we'll go on to uh, probably college basketball as it as it turns the corner into February. Speaking oh, of I mean, the I NFL... Okay, so please disagree with me, because I love disagreement.
2: Now, to me, by far the most boring time in sports is July and August. It's July. See? Hold on a second. Here's- but... But you have
0: August. You have training camps, right?
2: Training or camps NFL are not purely interest. Okay. You have no MPA, You have no NHL. Which doesn't hurt me. Too. And baseball is in the middle of nowhere land. Hmm. So, it is to me July, as my wife, you know, as I've been able to to to, to explain to her, I go, you have me the whole summer. Because I have, very rarely do I have a great need to watch any specific baseball game, and I don't want to. And right now, my I, I don't think Harley could be happier that college football is over. Oh, I I, I because, agree. <laughs> you know, I I we have the NFL, but I think you know we'll probably you know I'm sure you know I'll skip, miss at least one or two of the games this weekend. Then we have two days left. We have the conference final day, and we have the Super Bowl. So there's an end in sight for her. And so, you know, it's a – it's a – you know, but baseball season, that would have been a very, very difficult. To me, it's painful. So I disagree. While December may not be the most exciting time, it is actually to me really interesting because you have all these coaches – Fired and now, you know, six coaches fired. Two, more, you know, two have been hired. Gruden. They're having the press conference right now. Dave uh, Nagy from Kansas City goes to uh, Chicago, and yeah, that one... is at least four, potentially five, if Malarkey actually is fired after after New England beats them by 30 on Saturday.
0: Yeah, well, that's a good uh, segue into Nagy because that absolutely shocked me. I mean, I haven't been shocked by a lot of coaches, like coaching carousel, like pick up here, pick up there. That one was remarkably surprising to me because I don't see him having done anything to
2: deserve that that job. Do you? Not really. Um, I thought if there was going to be a Kansas, a Kansas City um, coordinator or Kansas City coach, uh, someone taken from Kansas City, it would have been the, the special teams coordinator, Tob, who yeah. that we've spoken about. And I had heard nothing about, him, about, about 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 Matt Nagy. And, I mean, I know he's been the number two under, under Reed for a while. But that, that offense has certainly not been sensational and not been particularly interesting. You know, he, so, I mean... <sighs> I, 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 I don't I don't, I don't see it.
0: It was actually kind of mind-boggling to me because, to me, it was a cheap way out because you could have waited for McDaniels. You could have waited for one of those bigger guys, and I get the reason why they did it because they want a quarterback guy that deals with Chablinski. I get all that in some way, shape, or form. But at the same time, Kitsie's offense wasn't much. And Alex Smith didn't do great, and Patrick Mahomes wasn't the guy. So where is this quarterback guru that we all speak about? Because I don't see it. But I guess time will tell, and he better hire a good defensive coordinator, and he better hire a good offensive he... coordinator. I mean, it just seems I
2: thought, I thought he way was keeping, out of left field. I thought he was. I thought he was keeping Vic Fangio. Uh... No, so Fangio.
0: He wanted to keep Vaggio, and Vaggio wasn't allowed to interview anywhere until yesterday. So he didn't sign a contract with the Bears, and now he is interviewing many different places, including perhaps Green Bay. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And then you have Gruden. And we didn't talk a whole lot about Gruden last week. We talked a little bit. Ten years, hundred million dollars. Understanding that it's backloaded, and in the first five years, I believe he only gets between five and seven million dollars. And then, hopefully, at least for the Raiders, they have a way out of that contract if he doesn't survive more than five years. Because, I don't man, think that's a they do. well, I haven't looked. I haven't seen the contract. I'm not sure you have. Um,
2: I, haven't, but, I have it, but I am not. As far as I know, the, the contract is guaranteed.
0: Oh.
2: and they backloaded it so when he moved to Nevada, a state with no income tax versus California where he's paying 9 or 10% income tax, he's going to make even more money or save more money. Which is why I believe he was being back. He was being back or it was backloaded. Um, I don't get it. Well, I'm
0: looking at it right now. Hold on. Hold on. This is from the San Francisco Chronicle. Ah, 10 years, $100 million. It does not have the information of whether there's an out or not. I I can't believe it. I mean, look, I get the fact. I mean, John Gruden just said a minute ago on his contract, quoted by Michael Gecklin of the NFL, quote, I don't have a guarantee to be alive in 10 years. That's awesome, and he would not confirm the reported contract of ten years and a hundred million. I mean, a hundred million dollars. So let's say he gets it is backloaded, and remember, backloading means that you get more in the back than you do in the front. And he gets five million for the first five, and that would mean he'd get what fifteen for the first, for the last 5 Whether this guy's an awful coach? He hasn't coached in nine years. I mean. They now the the fortunate part is that coaching salaries do not hamper hamper the salary cap at all. But wow, what dead weight.
2: Got no words. <laughs>
0: Except Chucky's back.
2: Yep. And he still looks like he still looks like that crazy man. I'm watching the I have the press conference on now. And yeah, look, he never wanted to leave Oakland's he did a good. He did well with Oakland. Gannon, you know, made Gannon an MVP for God's sakes. But this was not a you know. He went to Tampa Bay and he won a Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team, and then was mediocre for the next six years. This is not a guy I look at and say, "Man, yeah." You know, it's not Joe Gibbs going back, although that really didn't work out very well. Oh, that not was a big, so much fun.
0: That was so much fun. Living in D.C. Oh. when Joe Gibbs came back was, I think I've mentioned it once or twice on this show. But when I was in D.C. and Joe Gibbs came back, somebody came came on the radio. I think it was Saban actually, Steve Saban said, "God has returned to D.C." And yeah. I I, I um, shut off the radio, and I called my brother. First time. We're both pre- we're both pretty big sports fans. I said, Jay, if God returned to New York sports, who would that be? I mean, let's just think about this. He's like, there's only one answer to that question. I go, who is it? He goes, Babe Ruth. I said, oh, the guy that's been dead for 60 years? That would be God? And he goes, yes. And I go, you know, if Babe Ruth returned to New York sports, I'd be happy to say God has returned to New York sports because that means God has done something. But Joe Giz
2: was never God, and neither will John Gruden. Nope. Although he certainly is being paid like one. Um, so, you know, we'll talk, we, we had kind of went over, I think, the other four coaching positions. I know that Amy Trask Adams uh, has said that Malarkey will keep his job uh, do, you, do you believe he I mean, I'm assuming, I guess he has to at this point. I think he was gone if Kansas City won that game. Deservedly so. You agree? Disagree?
0: Yeah, it's not Amy Trask Adams, dude. Amy Trask was the former CEO of the,
2: GM the Raiders.
0: The the Raiders. Raiders. I, I I can't remember her name, but it's definitely not Amy Trask Adams. But I, I'm going to get not, that it's for something you. At, yeah, I agree with you. It's definitely something Adams. Um, hold on. Amy Adams Strunk. Okay, <laughs> so you got was... the Amy Adams right, although that's not the Amy Adams I like so much. But I know it's not. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah, he was gone, and he was one uh, Marcus Mariota block away from being fired. And, man, what a – you know – There are some times that I say the Jets really stunk it up and didn't get the guy that they wanted. This was it. Because two years ago they faced Tennessee with the number two pick on the line. And they just blew it and won the game. How much different would New York be with Marcus Mariota as your quarterback? All right, forget. Not even going down that path. That path is bad. (laughs) <laughs> it's a bad yeah, it's a bad path. It's a it's it's just bad mentally. I, I part of my New Year's resolution is to think positively about things. And wow, that's a bad path. But Mariota definitely proved his gusto and Derrick Henry uh proved that he could be a number one running back in the league with that one performance. You give him any shot against New England this week? No. Fourteen points no. There, or less? More, they're More. not a
2: good team. I mean, this team was up twenty, was down twenty-one Twenty twenty-one three, I believe. Yeah. And Mariota caught his own touchdown pass. Yeah, which great fantasy once guy. Every ten years, um, I think Brad Johnson. I think uh, John, uh, Chuck Chuck Gruden showed showed the video that Brad, Brad Johnson did it in nineteen ninety seven or something like that. Uh, yeah. Derrick Henry had a wonderful game, uh, and Tennessee still has no wide receivers. Their defense is still mediocre. Kansas City stopped running Kareem Hunt. Travis Kelsey, you know, gets a concussion, is out for the game. Tyreek Hill drops how many passes? I mean, I mean it was a confluence of just craziness in the second half. They are a bad, They are not a good team. And New England is going to to be angry after this article written by Seth Wickersham. That's going to be an angry New England team next week. I think the the game ends up something like 34-7.
0: Okay, talk about angry, okay? How angry is Cam Newton right now? Because he didn't lose that game. They should have been ahead almost the entire game there could not have been more drop passes in that game than any game I've watched in a very long time. I mean, if if the GM, I don't even remember. Oh, they have an interim. If Marty Hunt, Marty Hunry, Hunty?
2: Marty, Herney. yeah, Marty. Herney.
0: Herney, Marty Herney or his replacement is on the lookout for one thing. It's a replacement for Kelvin Benjamin that can catch the ball. Yeah. Because they gave that game away. And not to say that uh, Drew Brees wouldn't have come back and scored if they on the final. A, I don't
1: know if they oh, gave it away.
0: They certainly All gave they a couple touchdown. of times the lead away. They would have been in the lead. Yes. yes. That's what I'm saying. Not, not to say that, that Drew Brees wouldn't have found a way to win. But, wow, they definitely lost that game more than anything else.
2: So, and it was, uh, it was uh, at least it was an entertaining one. Um, And Drew Brees kind of uh, they Carolina after losing twice to to New Orleans. You know, I like Ron Rivera's defensive plan. You you bottle up the running game and make Drew Brees beat, which sounds ridiculous, but the strength of this team has been their running game this year. You know, both Ingram and Kamara are going, are going to the Pro Bowl. And Drew Brees, you know, went back like it was 2008. And Michael Thomas is a stud, and New Orleans probably needs another wideout. But, you know, the throw for 300, 350, 360, through 4 it kind of reverts back to the days where he was the best quarterback in fantasy football. Wasn't,
1: um, that,
0: a, wasn't that a lot of fun watching Brees? I mean, I... I I enjoyed I like watching, watching him play. Yeah. Watching him play. I, I really did. There are very few guys that I go out and say I enjoy watching them play, whether they're on my fantasy league team or not. I enjoy watching Drew Brees play. I think he is just perfect. Everything he does is is spot on. And he takes a lot of pride. It seems like he takes a lot of pride in his work, which is certainly something that you can say thank you. But – um I really enjoyed watching him play the other day and I'm not sure he has anywhere close to the same success in Minnesota this week. In fact, the spread is, I believe three and I take Minnesota every day and twice on Sunday for that.
2: I think that that is by far the most fun game, the most interesting game of the weekend. Um, I, I look at these games, New England-Tennessee is a nothing game to me. Pittsburgh-Jacksonville is interesting, but I cannot see Pittsburgh put it laying another egg like they did the first time against Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, Jalen Ramsey on Antonio Brown, who says he's 100% healthy, he's a great matchup. I, just, I have trouble seeing Blake Bortles reverting back to how he played in the, in the beginning of December. Because they're not going to hold Pittsburgh seven points again, and I don't know. I don't. I. 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 I think it's a. I think it's a reasonably good game. I think Pittsburgh wins. But I look, you know, if you look at this. The best game of the weekend is Minnesota New Orleans. I don't think it's really close from a matchup perspective.
0: And your prediction on that game?
2: Pain. Pain. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks, problem. thanks, Rocky. Uh, no, well, that's not Rocky. It's clever. Um, well, but I, I I like I do like Minnesota to win the game. Um, I I I think we're looking at a you know I think we're looking at a Minnesota Atlanta, uh, conference championship on one end and a New England Pittsburgh on the other.
0: Okay, so you just picked Atlanta over Philly. If I'm correct here, um, big win, small win, low scoring, high scoring
2: around 20 to 16, I have no, you know, Nick Foles has been so bad the last three weeks. It's hard to have a lot of confidence in the passing game. You're playing, you know, they're going to, I think Philly is just going through a confidence drought right now. And not that I think Atlanta played, I thought Atlanta played well, but not that I have a huge confidence of Atlanta playing in Philly, you know, in 10-degree weather, 20-degree weather in January. But I, I really don't have a read on Philly at this point. And so, you know, that's kind of how I see it.
0: So you have Atlanta go – you have two Dome teams playing in Minnesota, and then you have mm-hmm. the, re, the rematch of New England uh, playing at home against Pittsburgh. A week from tomorrow, a week from Sunday, which I think is a tremendous match. I think both of them are tremendous matchups. Um, I think you're right in all of them. Um, I think the Philly game will be very close. I I don't I believe in Matt Ryan, but you know we we love Devontae Freeman on the Seth and Sean Sports Radio Show for many reasons, but I don't like Devontae Freeman running the ball outside. And he's had the oopsies all year long, as we are well aware. And one, one, one little fumble, and that could turn the tide in that game. Um, but I do think that uh, Atlanta wins it. I think Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, I believe, is the second second best playoff passer by QBR in history, which is insane to think about. Um, but yeah, I, I think you have that those two games. Uh, next week and I'm looking forward to watching both of those games and it's very interesting I have to say I'm not I'm not as infatuated with the NFL this year as I've been in the past not really sure why I figured it out the other day I said you know what aside from my fantasy league teams which truth be told and you can definitely uh, agree with this I believe is that I've took less of an interest this year than I ever have before not really sure why Maybe it's just uh, oh, too much I, NFL.
2: I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I think it's big. I think the caliber of product hasn't been great. I think, I don't think that the Trump per se had an impact on too many people in the Northeast. Um, but I think it, I think it became tiring a little bit and right. I think similar to how I feel about college basketball, which was always my favorite sport, where suddenly instead of being on twice a week, it was, you know, you have the NFL Thursday, Saturday, you know, Thursday, Sunday, Monday. It's just too much. And I think, plus, you have if you have, want the red zone, I don't think you have it this year. I don't. But you can watch. you can, You can jump between all these things. At certain points, it just becomes overkill. Hmm. And that's how I felt about it which is why I haven't gotten it for the last year or two
0: but so you, know, you know I didn't watch a, I didn't watch a whole lot of the games this weekend but what I did watch I watched the New Orleans game and I watched some of the uh Rams game which seemed to be the worst of the games the one thing I did notice no, is I'm that pretty, I'm
2: pretty sure the Buffalo Jack I'm pretty sure the Buffalo Jack Oh no worst.
0: I watched some of the Buffalo game and while it was a boring game it was still a close game if you can take that my my feeling is there's either one of two things that happens on every single play there's either an injury or a flag and I'm not really sure maybe that's what's getting me is the fact that sing there's no flow to the games anymore everything is every kickoff you know there's a flag and every running play you can basically count on an injury, so you're kind of stuck sitting there. The NFL, the the wild card games were down seven percent on viewership this year, which I don't really know how to attest to that, considering it was absolutely freezing in the Northeast. So what else were you doing? But well, but did that
2: also include watching watching digitally?
0: I don't know. I don't believe I don't so. do but, so. di- so, uh, but you don't watch so, uh, digitally. So, Those games aren't on digital.
2: Yeah, we don't. We don't. But I'm pretty sure other people do. Okay. Younger people do. So, so Are we not uh, young? I'm not as... No, we're not. Okay. Established. I'm an old, tired, married father. <laughs> Established. Balding, fatting. He's getting He's... fatting. He can't even, <laughs> fatting? He can't even articulate good. Fatting. You cannot articulate very well. Uh, so <laughs> probably not, but um anyway, regardless <laughs>
0: i'm go- I'm gonna use that one from now on you're fatting, you're fattered
2: <laughs> i i am i am fatted
0: you are fatting so okay may- maybe it's it maybe it's not maybe it's just me i mean, but it does seem like there is always an injury or there is always a penalty on there's just a, a stoppage of the flow. And to me, that's, that's the reason you being Seth Kamins don't exactly like baseball is because it's freaking slow. And I get it. I've had that complaint several times by many different people on this show and outside of the show. But the fact remains this year. I'm not sure that football wasn't any slower or wasn't any faster because it was slow. Everything about it was slow this year. And maybe it was a whole lot of the, the Trump stuff. Maybe it was a whole lot that that people are just, I don't know. It it, it just seemed like it fatigue was less. in general. Yeah, fatigue in general. Understood. I agree. Yeah, true story. Actually,
2: I just pulled this up on, on awfulannouncing.com. Uh, Actually, one last of our favorites. The NFL viewership declined uh, 10% in 2017. Decline isn't what Commissioner Roger Dell had in mind, but he's not worried. Besides the fact that the NFL is still a hot commodity on T V, we always want ratings to go up. We're thirty seven of the top fifty shows. Which is higher which is higher than ever. I think dominance is still very clear. So also noted the NFL has expanded its viewing experience online by partnering with Verizon for streaming of in market and national games as well as the Amazon for the Thursday night package. So I don't think that you know no, so again, oh, we have he's... a Dude, we got a caller. Oh.
0: <laughs> We've had a caller on hold for now six minutes, so I am very apologetic. Sir or ma'am, you are now on with Seth and Sean.
1: It's a sir, thank you very much.
0: Sir, can I get your name, yes. sir?
1: Uh, sure, this is Lou from uh, northern New Jersey.
0: Lou, how are you today? What can we talk All to you All right.
1: About? You know, I think we can attribute a lot of factors to with, what... With, um, The NFL with all the with all the protests going on and the players always kneeling and you know it it does turn people off and you know I was the main contributing factor uh, to why the um, ratings were down this year. But when you look at you know realistically, it didn't sound like a like a big huge drop off. Only like a eight nine percent. To me, that's not really a huge drop off at all.
0: Well, eight nine percent. Let's think about this. So if there are ten million people, eight nine percent is nine hundred thousand people. That's a pretty well, big drop. I think
1: a lot more than that. I think the average was about mm, seventeen point three million. I'm a number. Okay, guy, so, so you're you? looking
0: at one point seven million drop off. That's a pretty substantial number of people. I mean, what you and I think about ten percent of a dollar, but this is ten percent of seventeen million people. I mean, uh, uh, not not to say you're you're not right in that it's small comparatively, but. million people is one quarter of the population of New York City. (laughs) I mean, that's that's pretty substantial. I've
1: been there. I know. I've been there. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. So let me ask you this: Are are you still watching as much as you have, as you you have in the past?
1: Um, Well, it depends on my schedule of here and there. So I would say it's either at where it is or slightly below.
0: Okay. And if it, is it for the reasons that we had discussed before, in the, in the fact that there's just oversaturation, or do you believe it's it's the pres the president, or or some other factor?
1: I think mainly uh, Trump was you know after after calling what he said to the league. I mean that really that really ticked off a lot of players as well. I mean you know he, he was I think he was a little bit you know overblown in his statement with that too.
0: But if you're ticked off at the league, are you not going to watch the league? I would think you would more no. watch the league, right?
1: I, I would. Well, some okay. people are just more sensitive, you know, we're uh, politically. So that, that might have a play factor in too. I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't, bother, doesn't bother me with the political, political statements. But sure. I think we need, to keep, we need to keep the politics out of our sports, though. That, that's what can really ruin the game.
0: Okay, so one more question. What's your favorite team, sir?
1: Um, actually, I have one for the NFC and one for the AFC. I'm a longtime, die-hearted suffering Jets fan and a Cowboy fan.
0: Okay, so welcome to the club for the Jets. <laughs> I, I, I welcome you. We can give you a couple. We can give you an entrance fee and everything along with that. It's called uh, coal in your stocking. If you uh-huh. are making a New Year's resolution for the Jets, what would that be? Or New Year's wish? What would that be? Besides a quarterback, you're not allowed. That's oh. excluded. That that's every year's wish. That that's not allowed.
1: I'd say I think we need to get uh, need to get a good running back too.
0: Okay, and what about for the Cowboys?
1: Uh, Cowboys just need to keep their, just keep their minds on the field and not get into any more off season trouble like we did like um, with Elliot. You know they need to keep their focus on the game. Okay. Because they were doing fine until until the, off, until the shenanigans started happening, and that one thing led to another. Then, you know how Jerry Jones gets and. Yeah. um them, So they just need to keep their eye on the field and on the game.
0: Sounds great. Thank you so much, Lou. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks sure. so much. We appreciate it. Have a great day. You. If you'd like to call in, 760-283-0846, 760 283 we will not keep you on hold for six minutes. I really apologize Lou. <laughs> and we do appreciate you calling in, especially on at the 3 o'clock hour, the special Seth and Sean medical. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The medical Pretty show. Pretty much. The medical show. We might I don't, dive into we, that. I don't, some... I don't
2: think we're talking. Are, are we talking about that?
0: Nah. Uh, Let, let's needless to say that know. Seth and I both have uh, some interest in getting off the air a little earlier today. That's all we need to go into on that. In any event. Fair enough. Mr. Kamen, as as a Giant fan, what do you wish for in the new year?
2: I wish for some verdict. One, no, that's an inevitability. I wish for um, some uh, some verific a verdict on whether Davis Webb can be the quarterback of the future for for the Giants. I don't know how that would be. I don't know how that would be done. (laughs) Yeah, I I was about to say.
0: Well, you're hoping for a Christmas you, you miracle, have, you, not necessarily a New Year's resolution.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Okay. The reality okay. is the entire you know when I when I look at what the Giants with the number two pick, you know my favorite player in the draft. I've made I have no made no hesitation no about, about it. it. Yeah. yeah. I I'm a huge Saquon Barkley guy, and I don't know how the Giants pass on Josh Rosen if he's at number two, and if he's, if he's at number two at this point, yeah. unless they have confidence in Webb. Because I'm not under the impression the Giants are going to be to have the second pick next year or the third pick next year. Not that I think they're going to jump eight games, but you, we may not have it, the opportunity to draft the quote-unquote franchise quarterback again for a while. Um, okay. So L- let, me, let, me. I, let me know what you think of Webb that's okay let
0: me let me explore this a little further if you're roger goodell what is your christmas wish slash new year's wish
2: that somehow the c t it, it's proven that in the n f l that the the n f l does' that football doesn't cause c t e
0: wow that, that's, that, wish. that's a wish of the highest order <laughs> Yeah, I th- I think if I'm Roger Goodell, just to throw the question to me, I think Roger Goodell, my wish would be that the president decides to focus on other things, <laughs> because I think the caller was right. I think and you were right in some ways. I think the fact that the president of the United States, who has never shown an interest in football in in regards to a sitting president, other than George W. Bush at the Super Bowl and whatnot. Decided to focus negatively on the NFL. Caused a lot of turmoil on this show, on every sports radio show, and in the minds of all football fans. And to that degree, you're absolutely right. I think people got upset. I think people stayed stayed away. And I think for that reason, I think Roger Gidell would love for President Trump to find something else, anything else, to focus his attention on. Okay. So moving on to another one of your favorite teams. If you are a Maryland Terrapin fan, what is your Christmas wish slash New Year's wish for the upcoming season? Basketball or football. Let's football. make them one and the same. Or either. Either and. All or.
2: Right. Um. Jeez. Maryland, because I guess for Maryland, it's pretty simple. Because Justin Jacks, our best player, is out for the season, the hope that he does not leave early next year, he does not leave after this year and comes back for his junior year. Okay.
0: I would think that your hope would be that your linebackers could also play quarterback. You'd recruit like a guy that can play both because that way you don't <laughs> have to use up a roster spot on two different players when you know they're going to be playing the same position anyway.
2: Oh, uh, gosh. Five quarterbacks
0: for the second <laughs> time in four years. Couldn't make that up. I think if that,
1: tried.
0: Wouldn't that be awesome, though? Like, it would be like uh, Otani, where you have a pitcher that also plays outfield. You have a linebacker that also plays
2: quarterback. And
0: that way you don't have to use two <laughs> roster spots.
2: I mean, you why not? That we, actually con- we did convert one of our linebackers to actually played quarterback this year, right?
0: Oh, I, I get it. I just don't want – I want you to recruit that way. <laughs> recruit two-way players. I think that would be perfect. All right, so here here's an interesting one. If you're Derek Jeter, what is your New Year's resolution slash Christmas wish for the Florida Marlins?
2: <sighs> but somehow we don't break the Montreal Expos record for leave for least fans attending in the a, in a, in a season over the last 30 years.
0: Do you think that there's a shot at that?
2: Yes. Because I think they trade Yelich. And then that team hmm. is, for all intents and purposes, a minor league team.
0: So what do we say to that? You and I go to Miami for a weekend, right? Because tickets will be cheap. Tickets will be cheap?
2: Yeah. Uh, Carly will be gone. We'll I'll, be I'll see what I can
1: <laughs> we'll go with
2: Carly. Uh, Carly, yeah. Oh, never mind. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how we'll see how that plays out. Uh, okay. But I, how about for Syracuse now? Mike Puzeski, former Back Sports Page member, wrote an interesting comment on Facebook, pretty much saying it's time for for Beheim to retire. As diehard as <sighs> you are, is the is the game starting to pass him by? Or in in utterance of frustration after after losing to Notre Dame?
0: That that was an incredibly frustrating game. I don't – look, and and this is not an excuse, but this is fact. And every team outside of Kansas, Kentucky, Kansas, Kentucky, I don't know, UCLA, like any top uh, North Carolina, any of these teams goes through this type of rut. Maryland did it at one point where you just don't have enough talent for whatever reason. Guys get hurt. Guys get hurt. You don't recruit well enough. Guys leave early. You just don't have enough talent. Right now, Syracuse is running with seven, seven scholarship players. And that's just not going to cut it. I don't care who you are. I don't know any team that plays seven scholarship players and consistently wins just doesn't work that way. Even even Kentucky, who was playing five freshmen, still had three backups. And is that Boeheim's fault? You can make the case that it is, but he's got a top ten recruiting class next year. So, and hopefully we'll only lose one guy, so who knows what next year will bring. And I understand the frustration. I do. And I'll tell you one thing, if I'm a Syracuse and fan, which I am, and looking for a a Christmas miracle slash New Year's resolution. I want an ascension. I want to know who's taking over for Beheim. I want a coach-in-waiting. I want a guy that I know at the end of four years, this is going to be the guy that's going to be there. And the reason that is that will help recruiting. We had
1: one of those.
0: We did. We lost them. Because he stayed on too long.
2: Because Beheim. I mean, do you think Beheim has been there too long?
0: No, I think ba- I think the fact is that Beheim thought he was leaving, and then his son got good enough to play at Syracuse. And next year, his son's going to start at Syracuse. So I think Beheim's got three to four more years, and then he's gone, and that's it. You know what? If it's if it's McNamara, if it's Autry, if it's Alan Griffin, whoever it is. Get it done. Make sure it's in in the bag. And I understand that that's hard to do. Uh, look, these are Christmas miracles here. My other Christmas miracle, and I said this yesterday to a couple of people at work, is that the Jets forego any drafting of any quarterback. They just forget it. Just Just don't do it. First round, nope. Second round, nope. Maybe in the third round, but certainly not in the first two. And on the first so, day of free agency, you, first day of free agency, they give 120 million dollars and 60 million guaranteed to Kirk Cousins. Six years, 120 million. Even if it has to go to 125 or even 130, six years or five years. I mean, whatever gets it done. Jets have 100 million dollars in cap room. And what happens if the what happens if the Jets sign a quarterback before the draft? Oh my god, we can use the sixth pick on the best player available instead of picking Baker Mayfield, who I like. But I'd do have you like a quarterback. Baker I do, but I don't like him as our quarterback next year. Cousins is twenty eight year twenty eight or twenty nine years old. He's in the prime of his career. When you're in the prime of your career as a quarterback and you're a team such as, like, the Giants or the Jets or the, or the Patriots or the Steelers, you want to pay your quarterback $25 million. Because that means you got a top-five quarterback. I want him. And I want to pay him. And then I want to sit at home and not pay his salary. Perfect. <laughs>
2: it's
0: absolutely perfect.
2: It's absolutely so I'm good. assuming you feel that you got your Christmas wish for the Islanders. I did. I, Islanders.
0: Well, John Tavares signing on the dotted line would be the Christmas wish, but this is this is almost as good. Uh, Syracuse, uh, the Islanders uh, going to Belmont in a couple of years, staying on Long Island. Um, it's interesting because when when it happened, I called my older brother, who is the bigger of the hockey fans in the family. And he said the words that I had been thinking about for a while. We have a home. Because nothing about Barclays. And I went to Barclays on Wednesday, on Friday night and sat in the bad seats. Yep, sat in the bad seats. Now, I did get them for $5. But I sat in the bad seats. And I had to stand to see the goal. That's awful. But anyway, two years. Yep, we're going to get it. And we'll be good to go. So now all I gotta see is Johnny T. Uh, signature on the dotted line, and I will be in heaven as far as an Islander fan is concerned.
2: Absolutely. All right, let's go to your other two. Teams. You got your next.
0: Oh boy, um, does James okay. Dolan selling the team count? That would be my hey. Christmas wish. Why not? It, it's not. It's not realistic, but that's my Christmas wish. And my other team, the Mets, same wish. <laughs> the the Wilpons sell the team. I mean, we had the you and I had this had this discussion when we had the ownership discussion a couple of months back. I think it was probably in the dog days of summer, in which we discussed who the best owners are and who the worst owners are and which owner would you not want. And we all agreed that we wanted the Roonies and we wanted the Tishes and we wanted the Crafts. And we all we all agreed that we did not want the Dolans and we did not want the Wilpons. <laughs> so So I lose. I have the worst I have the worst ownerships in base in, in baseball and in football. And in basketball. <laughs> Yay. Trifecta.
2: A bitter, bitter little man.
0: I am not Fair little. Enough. Thank you though. Fair enough. Not little. Fair wow.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. That okay. wasn't really where i was.
0: That's that's not nice, not nice, Seth,
2: not nice. Didn't mean it that way. Come on now. <laughs> In the good old days, I would continue to make fun. I I would actually, I would I would I would probably segue that into a date into hey if you want into a dating into something dating wise. That's but not I nice. I am too old and tired. Um. So, um. What? Interesting thought on, on the Miami question, though. Uh, the Nets, i just say the Nets, the Devils, I don't, I don't care. I mean, the Devils just continue to get better because uh, of their youth. The Nets, I'd like to see I mean, the Christmas wish, although it won't happen because they're six teams out, I'd really like to see them make the playoffs. And they play such a – they play a fun style. And to even be that, be 15-25 without your starting backcourt pretty much playing for the last six weeks, Um. It is a team on the upswing who finally gets their draft pack, draft picks back next week, next year. Well, I uh, do
0: get. I am actually uh, going. I actually am going to Barclays tomorrow, so I will be happy to report back and see how they play.
2: Who the, who do they play?
0: They play the Pistons, who is one of the teams I actually right. enjoy seeing because I like watching Drummond, even if they don't have Reggie Jackson, which is still the best name in sports. Um, just not the Reggie. He's not, he's not the straw that, that stirs the drink, but, uh, it is Reggie Jackson. But yes, I will be seeing, uh, I will be going to Barclays for this, for the team that, that belongs there rather than the team that does not. Fair
2: enough. We got five minutes left. Uh, Mm -hmm. you want to open?
0: I will open. So we didn't really talk about this last week. We, we touched about it upon it this week a very happy new year to all those that listen to the show and every single year we strive to get better every single year we enjoy doing this that's why we keep doing it and we try and do it on tuesdays and so far we're pretty successful i mean it's only two tuesdays into the year but we are two for two um we do change the time on you a lot we apologize for that but you know what this is not our first job We would love it to be, so if you are a producer and you would like to hire us, we are definitely available. Seth will sell the practice, I will quit the job, and we will come and work for you full-time as long as you have daycare, because Jake needs daycare.
2: Because my wife, I will be divorced as well.
0: Eh, Maybe, maybe uh, not. We don't know. If you make enough money, maybe not.
2: If I sold the practice to to host a sports radio show, I'm pretty sure I I, I would be, I would be I would be single. But um, well, you know
0: what, ladies and gentlemen, give him the opportunity. <laughs> Let him make the choice, <laughs> and we'll go from there. But to to really, uh, a very happy New Year to everybody. I hope that uh, everything that you wish comes true this next year. Uh, it certainly is a prosperous year so far, the weather is getting better, and um, we look forward to every Tuesday, and we look forward to talking to you every Tuesday, so uh, that is my New Year's wish to you, and thank you very much for listening over the past five years now. Seth, on you.
2: Five years. Go figure. Actually, I think it's longer, because I think on Facebook, um, what do you call it? I got one of those from five years ago. From six years from twenty thirteen. Was it five years ago or si thirteen, fourteen? Maybe 15,
0: six. 16, 17, Maybe, 18.
2: six. So Maybe six. So I, I listened to one of our first shows. Wow. Ironically. January uh, January eighth. It was last it was six years ago. Uh we hosted and that may have been the first show where it was actually Seth and Sean. As okay. opposed to whatever the it Because remember, we were, it was originally we had a different name for it. I forget what it was. Um aris- but it was we originally were,
0: Seth and anyway. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, you were you were the guest host for like eleven straight weeks, so I kind of made sense to me. Uh, so anyway, uh, interesting year in college basketball so far. Duke beaten at home, by beaten by NC State. The worst defense I've seen Coach K have. And I look you, I look. Michigan State loses by sixteen to Ohio State. was there was just mediocrity personified this year. Um, West Virginia beating Oklahoma. This is going to be a very interesting year because there is is no great team. There's a lot of pretty good teams with definitive weaknesses, which should lead for an extraordinarily entertaining February and and March. Hopefully Sean's team and my team will be there, both my team, you know, fighting off injuries, Sean's team, uh, fighting off a lack of recruits, but hopefully we'll be there not in the playing game in March, uh, and there is always, as always, there is nothing better. So we'll be back next week, God knows what time, but we'll be on to the But by the end of the month, we'll be back to our typical 7 o'clock time. For That's Sean course. Palmer, this is Seth Cayman on the 7th Sean Sports Radio Show, Blog Talk Radio, uh, BackSportsPage.com. Have a good one, everybody. See yeah.